Broadcasting live from Witch's Cottage on the Plain of Eldraine, this is Tap Tap Concede. Hello and welcome. Graham here. James here. And I'm Nelson. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about some Throne of Eldraine this week and also some the recent uh, State of the Beta update from Arena and all the, all the good things and the one bad thing that came out of that. Um... Before we do that, however, of course, we're going to crack a pack. And before we do that, we're going to talk to you about Card Kingdom. Tap Tap Concede is brought to you by CardKingdom.com. Check out CardKingdom.com slash LRR because that puts our promo code on there, which lets them know that we sent you. And we do that because we think they're great. We use them ourselves. Good prices. Pre- pre- preposterously fast shipping. It's it's their shipping so good it's a meme and you can say the loading ready run sent me a button please and they'll give you a little one inch button which currently uh, I believe says in response I concede and also this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run if you are listening to this podcast a reminder that we have forked our YouTube channel and the YouTube versions of this are now on their own LRRMTG website. And if you are watching this on that website, please subscribe. Because uh, I'm, first of all, I'm kind of blown away with how quickly and, and uh, well it did shoot up. We got 20,000 subs in the first couple days there, which was fantastic. Thanks. Um, but if you're watching this and you haven't subscribed, please do, because this is now the home for all of our all of Loading Ready Runs uh, magic stuff. So this, North 100, uh, the Sick Rips, their uh, stream VODs, um, archive of uh, Friday nights will be forthcoming. It's going to take a while to get those all online, obviously. We've got to go find all the <laughs> find the high-quality originals. Actually, I think that some of the ones that we sent early in uh, in the earlier seasons were only ever output at 720 Ooh. for Wizards and we should be able to actually put those up in 1080 now. Fancy. Wow. So you can see all of our young pores. Special edition. Mm, young Welcome young to the future. Pores. Yeah, uh, but back before James looked just like Adam, he looked just like Jeremy. It's true. <laughs> it's, amazing. it's amazing what 1080 can do for you. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say uh, in relation to uh, Throne of Eldraine and Card Kingdom, of course, uh, the pre-order for Road and Throne of Eldraine. Uh, if you want to get your, oh, yeah. if you want to get your product, uh, apparently it ships on October fourth. So cool. uh, get in on that. When we also did our Throne of Eldraine preview video. We had five commons to preview, and I guess we'll talk about those a little later in uh, the podcast. But first, James, roll that big die. Let's see where we're going for the. Oh, goodbye. Right off the table. Where's it going? Ten. Ten. Two. Made it all the way four, over there. We're gonna six, crack a pack. Eight. Nine, ten. Oh, ho. Saviors of Kamigawa. Nice. This is not labeled. Uh oh. Well, what are the inside? Nope. It's thank you, anonymous giver of someone. of Kamigawa packs. Thank you to whomever sent us this pack of Saviors of Kamigawa. Now, when we did the when we did UV Wheeler, mm-hmm. was this the pack that you were worried about, or was this the one that you knew about? I, can't uh, I think we both just dodged this pack because we both assumed the other would be fine with it. Like, for example, yeah. you just opened Barrel Down Sokenzan, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So two generic and a red for like an instant with sweep, 
and it gives target creature plus X plus X where X is the number of mountains you put back in your hand. That's probably the green sweep one. This oh, is this is damage this to a creature. Damage, yeah. Darn it. Okay, I Ooh. thought, I thought so, there was a red pump one too. Barrel, yeah, barrel down, soaking Zen, two okay. in a red, instant arcane. Yeah, I got that. Uh, oh, I didn't say arcane. Yeah. It's arcane. And then sweep, yeah, return sweep is a terrible mechanic. Return <laughs> any number of mountains you control to their owner's hand and barrel down soaking Zen deals damage to target creature equal to twice the number of mountains returned right. this way. So like there's five cards in yeah. sweep, right? Yeah, no, there's ten. There's two cycles. Is there really? Yeah, there's uncommons and and, and I didn't think there was that many cards with sweep. I think there's ten. Anyways, there's definitely an uncommon one. So barrel down soaking down is really bad. You don't want to um sunder yourself or sorry, I'm just blanking on the name of that card that returns all permanents. Every single one. It's four generic and two blue. Yeah, you don't want to upheaval yourself just to kill a creature. Yeah. Um, but charge across the Araba is playable. Okay. So if this I, could go to the dome. That'd be yeah, fun. that'd be fine too. That would be a hell of a finisher. The, yeah. There's a black one that makes them discard. Right. That one's okay. Sink into Tekanuma. Yeah. yeah charge one. across the Araba, five mana. Um, so yeah, there, I think there must be 10 or at least six. Okay, so because, across the Araba, yeah, four and a white sweep yeah. for planes and creatures get plus one, plus one. And it's so an that instant. Could, that could kill your opponent. Exactly. Yeah. This so if you, if you can kill your opponent, you don't mind your lands being in your hand. So this one, and like the Mind Twist one, you can kind of win the game from there. Like if you have a better board and they like tap out to play a creature that you can attack through, then you can just like tap all your mana, return all your lands and Mind Twist them and then probably win in three turns or whatever, right? Mm. So... Anyways, I mean, there's a there's a pretty uh, uh, well used um, red finisher that's just sack all your mountains, right, to do a bunch of damage. Uh, a couple, well, yeah. So fire blast is sack two mountains instead of pay its mana cost and deal four. And devastating summons is you have to pay red and you can sack any number of lands to make just two big tokens, but mm -hmm. then it gets played in a deck with the goblins that give them haste. Right, but it's. It, all of that stuff only works because it can do damage to the player. So exactly. you just use it as your finisher. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Minamo Scrollkeeper. One, one in blue. Oh, okay. That's oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. That's, I got it. I got it. All right. One in blue for a 2-3 human wizard with defender. And your maximum hand size is increased by one. I think I had this one. I think I was going to say it was increased by two, cool. but that's huh. fine. Nice. Nice. You want to try Okina Nightwatch? Uh, yeah. One and a black... For no, 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 I'm thinking of the wrong right. night watch. Okay, that's fine. I'm out. I'm out. Four and a green for a four three human monk. Oh, right. As long as the you monks. have more cards in your hand than each opponent, Okina night watch gets plus three plus three. I forgot hand size was a relevant like yeah, yeah. sub mechanic across the whole set. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, hand size matters. Death mask Nizumi, two and a black for a two two fear. Uh, close. Can't block. No. 2-2 two, two two. Rat Shaman, oh, it's as long as you have one. seven or I remember the art. Hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's honestly great art. It's so good. So yeah, 2-2 two, yeah. two for two and a black. As long as you have seven or more cards in your hand, Death Mask Nizumi gets plus two, plus one, and fear. So neat. This guy has probably got a belly, and I could cosplay him, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be sweet, actually. It'd be a really cool cosplay, actually. I like the, yeah. the, the idea. You could probably He's got my hairline, too? Let <laughs> me get some pretty good, like... Uh, not actually wood, like fake wood, like yeah. foam to look like wood for like the the shoulder and wrist panels. Yeah, Pretty sweet. Kitsune Dawnblade. Uh, either two or four and a white. Four and a white. Four and a white for uh, now I can't remember. It's a it's a oh fox. Yeah, samurai. Yep. With I just want to say like three three Bushido two. Two three Bushido one. And ETB tap a creature. Oh, cool. Okay. Pretty good, actually. That actually seems... That seems yeah, guys, this is a five mana two three. It's not that good. 
Oh yeah, right. It's five mana. It's too right. much mana. No. Oh, it doesn't tap. I'm sorry. I was thinking it taps when it attacks. That's no, not that would be so fine. That would be just good, be a yeah. bad sable crown stag or whatever. Spiraling yeah. embers. Uh, three and a red. Yeah. Instant arcane, or maybe it's a sorcery. I think it's an instant. Um, they, target. It's a sorcery. Deal sorcery. Okay. Uh, deal to any target damage equal to the number of cards in your hand. Uh, yes. Nice. Good job. It's a sorcery. Okay. Dosan's oldest chant. Piece of cake, four and a green for a sorcery arcane. Gain six life, draw a card. It's not arcane, but otherwise you nailed it. Oh, it's yeah. not arcane. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Right, Dosan, a, a human, not a spirit. Is that? Of course. Is this card good? No. Okay, good, good. Just checking. <laughs> Nat Miser. <laughs> oh, yeah. One, and a, one black for a 1-1. One, one, I forget the creature type. It's a rat. Yeah. Some kind of rat. Might ha- It might not. Rat Shaman, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, your opponent's hand size is dec- decreased by one. Wow. Huh. Dude, dude, stop hogging all the gnats. Yeah. <laughs> the gnats were meant for everyone. How come every time I pass the turn, you want untap, upkeep, draw a gnat? I love, yeah, the Nizumi insect shamans enjoyed solitary lives, which was fortunate because no other Nizumi could stand to live within half a mile of their foul stench. The other Nizumi, that's the rat people. They normally that, can deal with bats. That sounds awful. Yeah. Araba Moth Rider. Oh, this card's actually good for the format. Three generic and one white for a 2-2 two, two flying Bushido 1. That is a different card. Shoot, what's what's this one? This is one and a white for a 1-1 one, one flying with Bushido 1. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I like your version better. Mine, yeah. <laughs> paying, paying twice as much for almost twice this card, but it always attacks for two is a little better. Yeah. And maybe my card, I'm thinking of the same, the same class of people, but from the first set. There's more moths. Yeah, there's like another moth riding knight. Yeah. Yeah. Inner Might fire. Be. Oh, this is a, a mana generation card. Yeah. Two and two red for... Mm. Nope, we're wrong already. CMC is correct. It's three and a red. Oh, okay. Three and a red for like make a red mana for every card in your hand? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how much Saviors had this like hand size. Yeah. Matters mechanic. It's kind of yeah. interesting. The um the naturalized that draws a card as long as you had more cards in your hand than your opponent was pretty popular. It was like two and a green, or sorry, t- two green and one for an instant that blows up an, an artifact or enchantment, and then you draw a card. Ah, uh, yeah. Moth Rider Samurai, who I was thinking of. Hey, ah. at least I got that card right. Ha. All right. That's from the other set. Yeah, yeah, it's from the first set. So they made him half as big for this set. Weird. Uh, Murmurs from Beyond. One blue. No wait, which is two blue and one this is the one of the ones that gets the unspeakable right is this no no this is so it's it look it seems like it's from the it's a blue card yeah it's from that like search cycle kind of it's like not cycle but like it's in the same realm as like frantic search and whatever okay Okay. so it's two and a blue instant arcane reveal the top three cards of your library and opponent chooses one right that goes into your graveyard and the other two go into your hand okay cool so it's by by from that kind of realm i mean like a two and a blue instant and you get two cards yeah but there's some something goes to the graveyard that kind of thing yes. you know like you like thirst for knowledge you draw two and then you discard unless you you discard two unless one of them's an artifact i think anyway yeah that's right so sort of from that only like really bad yeah i've just never seen this one in a cube whereas all the other ones have gotten into cubes <laughs> yeah uh Eganjo free riders speaking of people riding moths yeah okay i should know this one 
but I just don't. I'm All sorry. Right. That's okay. It's yeah. three and a white for a three, four human soldier with flying. At the beginning of your upkeep, return a white creature you control to its owner's hand. Oh, I see. I never, oh. I didn't know what it was because this is a first pick in draft. <laughs> is cool. it really? Well, it's, it looks pretty I mean, sweet. clearly the strongest card in the pack so far. Yeah. 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 You got to have a teeny white creature, but then you could just get a three, four flyer. There's, or you could just, there's, you probably get to just the, wheel that five drop that taps their creature and then just spend five and win the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably get to, yeah, like abuse some ETB effects doing this. Yeah. Oh, all these moth riders should be insects in, yeah. in addition to their other types. Well, it's like it's mantis the, rider isn't an insect, it's a human, right? Yeah. It's like it's the knight who's doing yeah. all the work. The moth is a tool, unfortunately. Uh, burning Eye Zubera. Burning Eye Zubera. Okay, so this one is an, it's one of the uncommon. We're in the uncommons now, mm-hmm. so it's not Ember Eye. So it should be more expensive than just two mana. Correct. It is a one-two spirit Zubera. I think it has both types. It is a Zubera Spirit. It's a 3-3. Three, three. Three, okay, okay. Oh, it's a 3-3. Three, three. Okay, so I think it's, it's either two red and two generic or four generic and one red. It's two, and then, it's two red red. Yeah, two red red for a 3-3. Three, three, and then the dies trigger is like do something equal to the number of times the Zubera died this turn. And that something is not just two damage to any target. I want to say it's like, is it three damage to each creature? Does it like sweep creatures? No, so it's if four or more damage was dealt to the Zubera when oh. it dies, then it deals three damage Same. to any target. Wow, what okay. a weird card! Wow, this one doesn't even make it into the Zubera theme decks or whatever because it doesn't always work. <laughs> I didn't know weird. The Zubera decks. <laughs> yeah, I know. So the Zuberas are this two two sets of cycles of of uh, a creature in all five colors that count how many Zuberas died this turn. Weird. Yeah, because huh. the Zuberas were the they want evil spirits. Maybe right? I don't know. Yeah, and I don't the, know the lore of the sudden. The Sorry. Kami were the good spirits. I that thought sounds com- right. I thought Kami just were spirit spirits. People. Yeah, I don't remember anymore. Uh, Shifting borders. Well, that's a weird card. Two generic and two blue for like choose a color. No. That's all I got. This is so weird. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Three and a blue, instant arcane, and it has splice onto arcane for three and a blue. Exchange control of two target lands. Right. Oh God. Right. What? Yeah. Nice. So it's a neat one. People were talking about uh, in because the uh, we'll get to arena in just a moment because there is a rare um, that there was the the brawl decks and uh, the brawl theme decks have command tower. Yeah. Meaning that technically, for the first time ever, command tower is now both modern and standard legal. Sure. It just doesn't do anything. And someone was like, "Well, you could use roll reversal." And give it to your opponent. <laughs> it's like land destruction, but it takes two cards to do it. Nice. Anyway, uh, it's the never-ending torment. Never-ending torment. Never-ending torment is our rare. What the hell is this? I want to say it's like five and oh. a black for a sorcery. Four black black. So Four CMC black, was black. correct. And then is it it's arcane or it's the epic one it is it, yes it has epic and it destroys their deck search target player's library for x cards yeah. where x is the number of cards in your hand and exile them then that player shuffles and their you library cast it, you cast it every upkeep but you don't ever cast any you other can't spell. cast anything else epic yeah. means there's a, this bring epic back this there was only five, five. cards there's yeah. a rare in each color yeah and yeah epic means you cast this spell and then every upkeep you cast you get to cast this spell again for free but you can't cast any other spell for the rest of the game. 
best mechanic ever. James so, just likes being an autoplay board game. Oh, he doesn't man. want to have decisions I, anymore. Because I, I had the green <laughs> the snake epic. One. Yeah, I yeah. had the green epic in my old Snake Mander deck and made it work once where I just got to pump out so many snakes every turn. They should bring back so another. Much fun. They should bring back another cycle of epic cards for commander set. I don't want them to put them in a standard oh, pack God, set again. No, but no. I would love to see another cycle of epic cards in a commander. Yeah, I think that'd set. be great. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, arena, arena. Lots of lots, lots of, of good stuff. stuff. Yeah, lots of good stuff. And and like I said, a, a, a thing that nobody likes. We have to talk about some of the good stuff before we can get to the bad stuff. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So brawl. So they in the, the this was the surprise. This was what the countdown was leading up to. There best was, best spoiler season yet. It was great. There, yeah. For twenty four hours, every two hours they did this countdown from twelve all the way down to one. We were number nine for our spoiler video. And at the end of the countdown, the surprise was the four pre-con brawl decks that they're releasing uh, with Throne of Eldraine were live on Arena in a brawl event that you can play right now. For yep. free. For free. For free. And yeah. it's, it's, it's the same sort of like thing that they've been doing where uh, one win and you get a bunch of experience and then as you get through all six wins you get uh, a bunch of stuff. It's, so they previously the ones that they've been doing through the season have been you get cool land and the ones for this is you actually get play sets of cards, cards. from Throne of Eldraine, yeah. which is pretty cool. Just uncommons, but still. Yeah. yeah. And the decks are sweet, and uh, it's cool how they, like, they've got Brawl working on Arena now, and it's live. And yeah, and the like like I said, the decks are super fun. And uh, some So Adam and, I, Adam and I played it yesterday on yeah. Lure MTG. On stream, right? I saw that, yeah. yeah. Uh, we 6 0 Nice. Um, and we played through every deck once, and then played i think the knights deck again and the bant deck again yeah um and yeah managed to get all six wins which felt really good um the decks are super fun they're yeah like all, all, like, all four are great all I, of them are fun i've found the most busted to be chew lane yes chew lane is 100 real are you familiar with this Wait, I, I did the same thing james did just about i only played the knights deck once but i paid the bant deck twice and the dragon deck three times or two, no, yeah, I guess I played those two decks twice each because I, I also went 6-0 and I play, played every time. Yeah, so. I just had someone. So uh, Tulane, I don't maybe recall. I did lose one it's game. like his name is Tulane, comma something. It's and like it's Teller of Tales, maybe? Something like that. Something like that so yeah. he's a 2 4 for two and. Bant. Bant. He's five mana. Yeah. yeah. And so he's got, yeah, he's two, got Vigilance. Right, there we go. Tulane, Teller of Tales. 2 4 Vigilance. Whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card, then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield and three and tap to return a creature you control to its owner's hand. So you just start going off. It's, it actually seems weird to me that this card's going to be legal and standard and modern. It, if they don't immediately start killing Chulain, which is what often happened, was that they would just be like, removal spell, removal spell, removal spell. But then you just then, play it for seven and nine because your deck's fine with doing that too, right? Yeah, because your deck just gets lots of mana. Yeah. Uh, it was ridiculous. If you're playing a commander that your opponent feels like they have to always kill, that's... Great. Yeah. yeah, I like so for me it was this one felt a little. I had way more fun with the Esper. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I think I I overheard because I wasn't actually watching the Ale, whole stream. Ale, Alayla. Alayla. I overheard you guys say that the first time you played with this deck, you didn't actually cast Chulain. We didn't even have to. Yeah, right? I know. But I'm just, just saying, yeah, we just, just ran cast over the elf with and then Chulain spells. Yeah. out. It, it the deck got, is yeah, and, filthy. And in the second game, we got Chulain out and managed to do some pretty ridiculous things. But for my money, I thought this was actually even more powerful. 
Um, it certainly wins really because you can just completely overrun your opponent yeah. with these one ones that are actually two twos. So Alela Artful Ugh. Provocateur is one white, blue, black. So one and an Esper for a legendary fairy warlock. Hell yeah! And I believe warlock is a brand new subtype. Yep, I don't think we've had warlocks before. Flying Death That's Touch Life Link. Other creatures with flying. I'm sorry, I'll say that more slowly. Flying and Death Touch and Life Link. And other creatures you control with flying get plus one plus zero, oh. and then whenever you cast an artifact or enchantment spell, you make a one one blue fairy creature token with flying. So, uh, now actually, I guess I should say these aren't the pre-constructed brawl decks as you will be able to buy them because brawl is intended as a multiplayer format, uh, and there are cards in these decks as you'll be able to purchase them at retail that they swapped yes for arena because there's cards that. Um, Effect. Have that have effects with multiple opponents, right? Oh, I so don't, sorry. In, in arena, it's only one v one. Yes. Yeah. I don't know the exact details of what yeah. which, which cards they pulled out and which cards they put in. I'm I not did even, not. I did not deep dive that far. Yeah, I'm not even sure from the announcement. Like, do we know if these cards are going to be available, like both on paper, and will they be legal and standard? Because these that those both seem like good questions. Yeah, I believe that yeah. everything in the brawl decks will be legal and standard. But That's I don't. Exciting, th- yeah. For example, these commanders, I believe, are not in the set. I think it's no, like the Planeswalker yeah. kits. Right. Yeah. Okay. Where the commanders and possibly other cards from the brawl decks are legal and standard, but not in the booster packs. Well, I mean, the format's changing, and I'm usually wrong about standard predictions, but I, all of these legendary creatures to me seem like viable options for like. Yeah. Various decks. Like, sure, they're going to do better as Brawl Commanders, but if you wanted to build a, like, Chulain deck with four copies of Chulain and a bunch of, like, mana dorks like that Elemental 03, and then, yeah, you're just going to power out, like, cycling through your deck, that seems fine. Or you just play some Rocks. Or, or that sweet wishing well. Mm-hmm. And we know. and we now understand, and it plays very well when you're actually doing it, how adventures work. Right. How that sort of mechanic works with... Um, Paul, if you're able to bring up uh, one of my favorites, actually, Beanstalk Giant, just because of how well it all... The whole, the whole story comes together really, really well. So Beanstalk Giant is a star-star giant for six and a green. And its power and toughness is equal to the number of lands you control. You get a deck on Blackblade, yeah. But then it has this sorcery adventure, and you might have seen this on some of the cards that have been spoiled. And the way that this works is you can cast Beanstalk Giant as a sorcery named Fertile Footsteps for two and a green. So you cast the sorcery, which is you search your library for a basic land, put it onto the battlefield, and shuffle your library. Then you exile the Beanstalk Giant, and then you can cast the Beanstalk Giant from exile. Correct. So the way that all these creatures that have this adventure sorcery thing work is you can just cast them as a creature. You can just do that. You cast them as a creature, and that's what they are. They're a creature. That's it. Nothing fancy happens. Or you can cast the adventure sorcery first and then the creature later. Uh, and this one, I just like how it all ties together. Like it, it's a expensive rampant growth. But then you get a creature out of the same card later, so you're getting two effects on one card, which is always a good idea. It's actually it's not just one more mana expensive because nor like all the rampant growth effect that costs two mana that we've seen lately at least mm-hmm. put the land into play tapped. Yeah. Oh right. This doesn't so even this, come in tapped. Yeah, yeah. You you actually do just like get one of your mana back immediately. So it's like a, it's like a two mana rampant yeah. growth. You just can't cast it on turn two. The um is it midnight something the one that uh, Victor Adame Mingo 
uh, the, uh, the the one that Victor Adame uh, illustrated. Although there's also a like fancy border Order version that said McKinnon did. Order of Midnight. Right. Thank yeah. you. Order of Midnight. So check this one out. Yeah. Two two flyer. Spoiled for good art. This card. So so <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Two two flyer can't block for one and a black. And then the adventure is called Alter Fate, which is return target creature from your graveyard to your hand. That's also one and a black. Mm-hmm. So if you do that all in the same turn, that's two black black. For a flying grave digger, yeah, that can't block. That Pretty sounds hot. great. Yeah, yeah. Popper would be so happy if they were getting this card. Sorry, Popper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this yeah. card, I think, is going to be an extremely high pick in draft because all these sorceries are all all the. Is there a name for them? Adventure cards. All I these, think just adventures. Yeah, yeah, all these creatures that have a sorcery strapped onto them are going. They're just you know that's just this pile of value you can get into your draft deck, and then. Any and then when they die, like after your Beanstalk Giant dies or your other Order of Midnight dies, it's a creature card in your graveyard. So particularly Order of Midnight is really good because it can get back these adventure slash creatures mm-hmm. to you know just reload and have gas for days. So Dude. I don't know how you get the alternate border ones. I, think I know they're in the packs. Those are in the collector packs, right? In only the collector o- packs, o- not only the, in the collector packs? packs. I believe so. Okay, okay, so that's the thing is there's a bunch of information about these collector boosters that are fancier and more expensive and frankly I have not dove deeply enough into the announcement. So, I'm sure that I'm sure that people listening understand it better than I do at the moment. I'll come back to you when I get when I have a better yeah, handle so on it. As far as I know there are three boosters going forward. There's the standard what they're calling a draft booster. Yeah. This is, is an a, old announcement which too. is yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they reiterated it um on the announcement video with uh, that Jimmy hosted the other day okay. with with Rosewater and I cannot remember her name. I apologize. Um, so there's the draft booster, which is a booster as we've known and loved for many many years. There's the theme booster, right. which is a those they already had. There they was had one of those and for then, the and for they, Ravnica. Yeah, and now they're bringing them back. And it's the same thing where it's there's like, like 35 cards and they're all in one. Yeah, color. it's like 35 or 45 or something. It's a lot of cards. But yeah, they are color specific. Yeah, so there's like, five of those. And then there's the collector's booster, which I think is also a 15 card standard booster pack. But that is where you find these. That's where you find the full art extended border planeswalkers. And I feel like there's one other thing in there, but I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, but those collector boosters are where you find all the fancy stuff. Golden ticket to Willy Wonka's Ex- Yeah, factory. exactly. Cool. All right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, back to back to Arena because we sort of got distracted by a Throne of Eldraine there because these things look amazing. Um, so they they announced uh, they announced that uh, the the brawl thing. So that's cool because they said that they were going to bring brawl to Arena. Uh, they're referring to rotation as renewal season. Yes. Mm. So we are now this this month is the is the season of renewal, yeah. which is how they're 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 wording set rotation. Look forward to us making more jokes about that later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, they when I updated the client and booted it up, there was a cool graphic being like, you know, here's all the sets, and then Throne of Eldraine comes out at the front, and then standard shifts like this, and these packs go away. It was a very clean illustration of like how standard is going to change and then if you log in during this season then you get a gift you get like bonus stuff um, uh, after set rotation happens so make sure you log in sometime this month uh, before the 26th and so that's that's just sort of how they're theming that you get like this glowy egg which tells you that later you're going to get a prize for it Uh, and if you 
are on the uh, mastery track, or actually, if you're not either, the throne, the sorry, the Corsat 2020 experience track. No matter which one you're on, that ends on September 26th. So if you've, like we said a couple, several episodes back, if you are, if you have not bought the mastery pass and are waiting to see at the end of the season what level you're at before you buy it if you want to be like, okay, I'm going to cash it in for all these prizes. Uh, your last day to do that will be the, I guess, the morning of the 26th. Maybe don't leave it till the morning. I would, I would just it might it be the day before sometimes. Cause I, do the season's, the I would just do it on the 26th. The seasons yeah. end on, on the noon of like the last day. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I think it's noon on the 26th. But okay. And noon you know, Pacific. Yeah. Maybe double check that on the 25th. Anyway, the point is uh, that's going to be your deadline for that. Um, for me, I've already I bought the pass, so I'm at level 70-something. So I'm just like... Going to try and do as much as I can up until that point. So yeah, um, but the big news from their big state of the beta update was historic. Also related to rotation. Yeah. yeah. So when uh, so historic was announced a while ago as the sort of the eternal format for arena because when rotation happens, of course, there's a bunch of cards on arena that are going to be no longer in standard, specifically Ixalan, Rivals of Ixalan, Corset 2019, and Dominaria. That's it, right? Sounds yeah. right. Yep. Yep. And so, you know, they're like, so what, what's going to happen? And people had suspected for some time that they would be introducing an eternal arena format. And they said that they were. It's called Historic. And it's going to be everything that's available on arena. Cool. Um they had i'm actually going to pull up the uh, article briefly because they mentioned that they there was uh feedback from people and they took it on board and went back to the drawing board and were like okay so uh here's they, they were like here's our core criteria for this non-rotating format it should feel distinct from other constructed formats there should be a competitive aspect to it because originally they said there wasn't going to be any competitive there wasn't going to be ranked historic right cues and they want to find a balance for the long-term health of Magic Arena. So the the first two points, I actually think sound. I think they handled that very very well. Uh, sure. So the the first thing is that um, the making it feel different is that of course I mean it just has all of these cards. Right. And but it, it would just feel like extended if they didn't do anything, right? You know. Yeah, like but I mean blocks, I think yeah. that's fine. So sure. I, I guess I'm actually of two minds about about mm-hmm. this this part. So because what they've said is that starting in November and then probably quarterly going forward, they're going to add 15 to 20 cards from anywhere in Magic history to Historic on Arena. They're just going to be like, these 15 to 20 cards are now also in Historic. And they said that, you know, it's like the effort, you know, they were like, they said, speaking candidly, you know, straight up, the effort and time to code an entire old set onto arena when only a handful of cards are gonna anyone's gonna care about is i'm this is me now paraphrasing a waste of everyone's time right and i completely agree with that they did the whole set we would draft it too obviously yeah but that would be sweet but but i mean that's okay the the outlier of effort is not worth the return i still i still agree that probably it was slightly related to the you know way back in the day on magic online there's like the the sort of masters sets for magic for for the for the the sets that came out before magic online was a thing yeah, yeah. exactly like they've Not, never coded all of ice age 
Except most of the cards are there now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But not uh, there are cards that are missing from even There's Magic Online. Yeah. Um, and some of them are just from conspiracy sets too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna. So I I don't. I don't know. I, I guess I don't actually care <laughs> if I'm honest about this. I I was happy with Historic just being Historic, but they said that they didn't want to just re-add Amonkhet, which is already coded on Arena. They're like, we didn't. We don't want to just bring that back. We want to definitely don't want to bring back all of Kaladesh. Yeah, they're like, we want to keep it like this. And but people were like, that just that's just bigger standard, and I don't like it. And so they said, all right, fine, we're gonna add. 15 to 20 random older cards from wherever and really shake it Not up. Not random, curated. Curated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, okay, sure. I don't mind either way. I don't, that, know. Oh, I don't really? know how you feel about it. Okay, so that announcement I'm totally excited about. Like just, okay, just here, because so I was excited to hear there'll be, there'd be competitive queues, but I still didn't care that much. Like I, w- I wasn't even going to care if there was nothing I could do with my old cards. And then if there was the possibility when they first made the announcement that like you're going to get to play with your um, Ixalan and forward to the whatever set we're on and it's not really managed uh, format, I would also be like, well, I don't really care for that either. But if you tell me that they're going to add 50 of like, you know, the best, like the most impactful, like 15. the most, in- 15, 15. Yeah. Okay. But maybe they'll do it every year. 15 to 20, about four times a year. Oh, four times a year. Right. Okay. So that's like, honestly, 20 cards for modern. That's like a block, <laughs> you know, yeah. or maybe like a, at least a set. Right, some sets, you know, Innistrad has at least fifteen cards. I think, Rather than matter, just releasing hundreds of cards, only twenty of which yeah. are relevant, they're just going to add gonna, the twenty relevant. They're just going to grab the twenty cards from you know all of Shadows Block or all of you know um, four core sets or whatever worth of relevant stuff for like a modern-ish format and just stick those in as often as they would stick a set. And that to me is beautiful and a really elegant solution and will make for a very different format if they if they choose the cards correctly well it feels different and i'm excited to play it presumably they won't be adding in the do nothing cards no but they also won't add the most important cards from modern specifically or from or from legacy because they don't want to add like fetch lands right right? they don't want to add yeah they don't want it to be just stone missing some stuff exactly yeah Yeah. they don't want to add counter spell like something that i think a lot of people don't take the time to think about is um the the like what this means for the game in two three five ten years right like everybody is like oh this is just you know historic is just extended it's just bigger standards just like well yeah right now of course it is but it's also going to grow over time right and it's going to become much much bigger and when you talk about adding 15 or 20 cards every quarter from Magic's history, and my guess would be probably more likely from modern history. I don't see them going way, way yeah. back, but who knows? No, but there's pl- actually there's actually plenty of pre-modern cards that would be safe and interesting to shove into sure. current standard. But yeah. after you do that for five years, all of a sudden, maybe modern is more or less now just on arena, right? It, well, if they wanted to do it that way, they definitely could, but I'm hoping they won't. If it's going to take us five years and then we play modern on arena, that's fine too. Like, yeah. and that's exciting. That's basically the same news as hearing like, Oh yeah, next week you'll just be able to buy every pack from modern on arena. Sure. Right. You have to wait five years instead or whatever. But like, if that's the goal, that's fine too. But I'm actually more excited for, for them to like print cards that actually aren't good enough for modern, but 
were fun. Like or do do matter. I like that plan. Yeah. Like give us Lotus Cobra, but don't give us Birds of Paradise and Noble Hierarch. Sure. You know? Lotus Cobra gets played occasionally in modern and was a very powerful mana producer in standard. Mm. It did rely on fetch lands, and I said don't produce fetch lands. So maybe Lotus Cobra is a bad example. But I mean, if we could just get, we'll just get fetch lands in Zendikar next year, anyways. Right? Yeah, so. we might. Yeah. That's, that was another announcement, actually. Um, but anyways, if if they manage to just like thread an interesting new, different format where you play with older cards, but it doesn't feel like modern, doesn't feel like legacy, um, it doesn't feel like standard, then that's the most exciting thing to me. And I think it's probably the most challenging from the devs' point of view, just being like, okay, we're going to slowly build this cube. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is like, I, like how how important is it for wizards? Like, how many formats can wizards properly maintain, manage? Sure, right? Like, yeah. it's so a lot. We know they can um, do two. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah, and they've said, uh, where is it? Yeah, no restrictions on set types or rarities. No holds barred. So they, what, what card, they've announced some cards that they like were like maybe, no they said maybe brainstorm or dark confidant yeah they or, said maybe that yeah exactly yeah, okay so maybe we will so get that, those cards but they was, haven't promised they, anything yet they that, won't be announcing the actual cards till November though, yeah. Right? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'd be excited to play with some cards that I don't play in modern yeah I think it's a sweet idea yeah. I, actually I've I've you've 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 sold me on it I was initially like I don't care and I said as much. 10 minutes ago. Cool. But, so yeah. now you know why I'm so mad that they're going to charge us two wild cards for every Dark Confidant so, we want to play. Real quick, because I did want to hit on the rank things. Uh, okay. Originally, they All said right. there was not going to be any ranked, right. and people were upset about that, and they said, okay, fine, you're right. We will do rank, so it's going to be constri- it's going to affect your constructed rank, so the same rank as playing standard. It's going to be best of three only, which is, I think, sweet and correct for something like, for, oh, yeah. for a format like, like Historic. Sure. And they said that it's not going to be at least initially, it's not going to be all the time. Uh, they're going to, when the first historic ranked queue goes up, it's going to be there for about four weeks and then go away and then they'll reevaluate if it's going to be an all-time thing or a sometimes thing. So there's that. Now, yes, they, though, this is, okay, I'm going to read their words so I first. Feel like, I feel like I didn't know that part. I didn't know they were going to take away the historic queue too once it's up. Does this mean that the devs are just worried people are going to stop playing standard? Because I think they yeah. shouldn't. Standard I has been so the, great for like several years now, like since Kaladesh rotated out. So that's year, the critical, that's the crux of this whole thing. I think before Kaladesh got here, it was kind of good for a while there too. Is is the, so this is They've been doing a good been, job with Standard though, I think. Like yeah, Standard is fun. This has always been Wizards' problem, Yeah. right? Is they want and need everyone to be playing Standard because that's why you have to buy new cards, mm-hmm. right? Right? And... This has been a problem with uh, with modern, which I think is, in most cases, more popular. In, in, in a lot of cases, more popular than standard, it, especially when standard was pretty dire for a while. But standard's been great for some time now. I think so. Uh, but you know, it's like commander is the most popular magic format. Right. It just is. And yeah. so, until they started making commander sets, they were like, "Well, that's a bunch of that's a bunch of gameplay that we're not interacting with in any way because right. we, you know, we might print like one or two commander relevant cards in a standard set, right? So, getting people to play the play the 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 premier rotating format has always been their challenge that they're not particularly good at hiding, right? Right when they make decisions like this, you know, like you say, like I I think it is that. Maybe they are afraid that if they offer historic ranked drafts, not drafts, ranked historic cues all the time, that people will just play historic and not standard. I mean, this is a problem that a lot of games have issues with when you offer the reason why 
game companies don't offer every viable option to play their game is because when you do that, you split your audience in 10 or 20 or 30 different ways. I mean, this is why they it, were so reticent to add multiple ranked drafts for so long. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad that they have done it. You know, I've actually, brief aside, that's been a great decision, Arena people. And I've been loving that, how they, they said Core Set is now, like, the current set will always be available for ranked draft. Correct. And the other ranked draft will rotate. It's been great. I've been like, I'll do 2020. You know what? Now I'm going to do War of the Spark. Yeah. Now I'm going to, I've been bouncing back and forth. I've been doing some 2020. It's uh, Guilds of Ravnica this week. I've been playing some Guilds of Ravnica. I've been playing some 2020. That's yeah. been awesome. Yep. Don't change that. Yep. This, on the other hand, yeah. So this is this is what Nelson said. Is is um, so of their criteria we set. This is their words again. Of the criteria we set, bullet point three was the trickiest to navigate. The bullet point being, um, uh, finding a balance for the long term health of Magic Arena. A balance between what and what it doesn't. Yeah. They don't, so. Uh, back to their words. We want to ensure that players new, new to Magic can still learn the ropes and start their collection through standard and draft as the primary methods of play. With because so that's them saying standard and draft are to the to the arena team's minds the primary methods of play, which is fine. They're allowed to want that. With historic available to seasoned players looking to experience more of Magic's rich history, but we also need to look at the long-term impact historic would have on Arena as a whole as we move towards supporting it as a true non-rotating format. And so what they've decided is that uh, uh, we're changing how wild cards work for historic. Starting after an update in November, crafting a historic card will require you to redeem two wild cards of the appropriate rarity instead of one. And that's the... I mean, it's a bad idea. And, and historic cards being those fifteen to twenty. No, any or, card, or, any or card that rotates cards. out yeah. after the after the update in November. Any if, cards is not insane. If I don't, oh. if I need yeah. a rare from Ixalan that I don't have a playset that of, it costs you two, then yeah. it'll cost me two. Okay, yeah, that's dumb. wow. Yeah. James is just Sorry. hitting it for the first yeah, time. It's great. Getting, uh, Look yeah, at it. You can I, see a I, live react. Yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't actually. Uh, yeah. Paid much attention to uh, that announcement. Draft um, only over here, and I didn't read it because uh, I wasn't actually supposed to be here today. Uh, <laughs> so I was just like, "All right, fine, I'll, I'll figure out what." So I thought in my mind, what when I heard that it's the two to one historic. Yeah, I just assumed that meant those the special the cards. special cards that no, come out. That's yeah. That's not a good yeah. idea. Now, everyone <laughs> so, in the first hour of comments that writes, "I'm not even supposed to be here today." I will like all of them. <laughs> cool. I will like your comments. So, uh, something something else they that they point out is so uh, for cards that are in standard and and in an historic set. Yeah. So the example they give is Luminous Bonds, right? Which was printed in Rivals of Ixalan and Guilds of Ravnica. Okay. You can play Luminous Bonds in historic. You can play the Guilds of Ravnica version. That you only pay one wild card for. You can just play that in historic. Yeah, okay. just so it's just but so it's not confusing. If you want to play the specifically art. the yeah. art the from art the rivals from of Ixalan one, you have that one two? costs two wild cards. Okay. Yeah. I mean so crafting I, historic I, swamps. I mean look LB two. Well, do you, you don't craft basic land. No. Sure, sure. But yeah. like so just so that everyone's clear, they don't think that you, you don't even you don't even get to do that? I don't know. No. Like last time I tried to build a deck with basic lands, I was only allowed to use one anyway. No, so you, I assume you un, once you unlock so they've 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 done things where you can unlock different art for basic lands. Once you unlock the art for basic land, you can add as many as you want. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty cut and dry as to why they're doing it this way, at least in my mind, is this is just encouraging you 
to play a whole lot of draft and standard mm-hmm. so that when it's time to move on to the next set, you already have, you already all, the cards. have all the cards. That's what they want, yeah. right? Or if you so, have only a budget of like $100 for that year they want or you whatever, to, you just are like, well, what can I get more out of? And clearly it's standard. Or they want you to spend the money to get the wild cards now so that you can spend the wild cards on the sets before they rotate. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and it's seems kind of punitive it's so this has been widely received as a very yeah. bad idea no one's happy about this announcement yeah and we encourage you to get on twitter no, and let God. So, no. So, please no if if it had <laughs> only been, sorry i say that only because i'm i'm not saying don't make your voice heard obviously make your voice heard i'm just saying people have made their voice heard and wizards has said on their dev stream we have heard you we're talking about it. Yeah. We haven't, we don't have anything to say right now. Yeah. I mean, this is, so, I mean, they've been. I just felt so bad for Ashlyn when she was doing that cool stream showing off the Brawl decks. Oh, yeah. And the her and chat was the chat with people. Was yeah. Oh. Just screaming at her for not addressing clearly, it. And it's like, yeah, Ashlyn's, that's definitely Ashlyn's job. Not yeah. there to help you with so that. So if, yeah. if. That was a cool stream, though, actually. If the situation it, had been what I actually thought it was, ah. where where would you guys land on that? Like if it costs two to one for all the for the, the, for the, for the fifteen dark, cards for the dark confidant that they released, would that you be seems like, fine. You know what? That's okay. That seems fine, actually. Which is weird because that's like the majority of what you'll do with these two for one changes for the first. I still don't like it. I like. I still would not have liked it just because it is. It's just odd. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's still a, feel a wild bad. card. You know, like, great, I'll craft this card. Yeah. Oh, it costs it me costs two, two for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be as much of a feel bad as realizing you only have two rootbound crags and I have to put down four wild cards when you need it. Or something. I, I feel yeah. like it does uh, start straying into that area of, you know, uh, we, we talked about before that, like, when we're doing Friday nights or whatever, we can't acknowledge the secondary market. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of... Sh- this is sort of, uh, it's not a secondary market, but it is sort of admission that some cards are worth more than other cards yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. Which is something it's that they Strange in a digital Which is product. something that they've sort of previously kind of shied away from, aside from like rarities. Yeah. Uh, so like the, the idea that certain cards from certain sets are now well, it's going to be worth but, more than but the it's just, it, well, I mean, they kind of get away with it by it being every card from that set right, right? yeah like even, it, a co- even a common will yeah, take like, two wild cards yeah, yeah if you want this random common from Ixalan <laughs> in fair, six months I it's have, gonna cost you two to be two. fair yeah. I have so many common and uncommon yeah. Yeah. right now cards. the choke is just rares is anyone even low on mythic wild cards like I have I have like two dozen mythic wild cards I don't need I don't even know but I have exactly I like six, six rare wild cards okay yeah Basically, you, I'm, the I'm decks d- usually cost rare wild cards yeah. it seems like right I'm, now I'm to the point of where when I'm drafting and like uh, I open a, a like a mythic or something. I'll sure. go to the collection and see sure. like check. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've got three of them. Craft the fourth one. Go back to the draft. Pick get it. Gems. Get my gems. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm on that level of the grind of how much I've got from the core set. Right. So, yeah, I I think I think the two for one historic wild cards is a bad thing, and I suspect based on previous interactions that wizards will probably change it. I hope so. Like the um. So there's a, there was a tweet uh, being shared around from John Lokes, actually, who uh, we've we've talked to before. Original limited resources. Uh, not, was, original. Right? not original. Not original. Second was Ryan Spain. Oh, Ryan sorry, Spain. sorry, yeah. Ryan Spain. Former co-host of Limited Resources. Right. Then worked for quite a while uh, at Wizards on, on Mingo Ma- on Moto, yeah, and uh, was instrumental on making the. Magic Online team and R and D actually talk to one another because <laughs> yeah. he he told there's a great interview with him 
with Marshall actually um, after he left Wizards where he was talking about there was like a card from Theros block that was like you have to divide it you take some cards and divide them to three piles and then one gets exiled it was this very very strange card it was like some sort of scrying not not literally the mechanic scrying but like a, the theme of the card was scrying yeah, yeah. Um, okay. and it was really really difficult the way it was templated was really difficult to program in right. Magic Online and he was like why did you do it like that when you could have done it like this and the card would have been the same basic effect but it would have been way easier to program and they were like oh we didn't even think of that because we don't talk to you guys and he was like oh my god okay we need to actually so then that's when <laughs> thank they, you John Lewis. that's when they yeah. started communicating more where R&D would be like hey we have an idea for this card and the Magic Online team could be like cool that's impossible don't and then they'd be like oh what if we did it this way great that's better yeah whims of the fates this was right. the card it was starting with you each player separates all permanent into three piles then each player chooses one of his or her piles at random and sacrifices piles those permanents piles can be what empty a dumb card it was, yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like sure you, you can just say that and it's fine but to actually put it into a program was a real pain in the ass yeah so anyway uh john Lux, who obviously from that interview does not hide uh, you know frustrations that he had working at Wizards is ultimately why he left. Uh, you know he was saying that when he was on the Mitgo team, uh, when they couldn't decide between two sort of like reward levels for a given event or something, or how much an event would cost, or what what you'd get out of an event, uh, when they couldn't decide, they would announce the worst one, oh, and okay. if there was enough backlash, then they would go, okay, we'll go the other way. Which is now to be to be fair, that is distinct from uh, we want it to be this, so we'll announce something bad, yeah, and then pull it back to the thing that we want it to be, making the community feel like they got something from us. Which is how people are interpreting that tweet. Okay, which is not what he's saying. I just okay. want to make that clear. He's saying that when the teams couldn't decide when they're like should it be this or should it be this is this too bad is this too generous how do we do this well i guess let's announce the worst one and if people are cool with it then we'll go with that you know or then we'll we'll do the other thing that's it it's subtle <laughs> but i do think it's an important distinction that they that they're not just being like we want it to be this so we'll announce something <laughs> shitty right and then wait till people get mad about it but i imagine that that's what they're doing here. I I have to assume it's that they're sort of like, well, we could do it this way or this way. People might people probably won't like this one as much as this one. So let's I don't know. Let's well, vote also, it out there and see. I mean, my guess would be the one that people won't like as much is generally going to be the one that's better for their bottom line. Of course, um, of course. So uh, you know, let's let's float this one because this is the one that we probably want. Uh, or at least our bosses probably want. Mm -hmm. um, and if the backlash, yeah, as you say, is loud enough. Which it definitely has enough, been. And it has been for this one. And it's yeah. been like this for a bunch of stuff. Um, although I, I will admit that this one probably seems like the most angry yeah. the arena community has been. In a while. In yeah. a while. Um, but It's unfortunate, too, because the rest of this state of the beta update was great. Yeah. I, I thought I was, I was reading through and I was like, Oh, this is all excellent. This the plan is, for this, this format great. is great. Like, I'm very excited to see what these cards are, and I'm very yeah. excited to play this format. But, yeah, I, I mean, they've been very responsive in, in the past, and I see no reason why they won't be going forward. Mm -hmm. I'm One of the other things that was announced um, is a proper release day for uh, Arena. Yeah. Oh, right, the beta is finally um, so coming to a close. So the beta is finally coming to a close, which means I don't know. Like, right. So it means it's going to be available over on the Epic Store 
mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, it means or just that, download from their site. It's, or not, just, it's, it's not exclusive it's not, to the Epic yeah, Store. Yeah, it's the third-party exclusive, which is cool and sure. I think super great. Um, you can still download from their store. I hope that we obviously get this Mac client that they talked about very recently. Yes, uh, they did recently yeah, reiterate. Recent, they're yeah. like after they're like it comes out of beta on at this time, and then after that, there's going to be there will be a Mac client. I had yeah. not heard that, and I'm yes. also overjoyed to yeah. hear that. So that's Thank very you. good. Can I sorry? Can I jump in and stop you? What is the Epic Store? I don't know. Oh, Epic Games has okay. their own digital storefront, a la Steam. Okay, uh, this is the company that makes Fortnite. Correct. Yes. Okay. That is, that is correct. Um. There has been a whole big brouhaha in the gaming community, I'm using air quotes here, um, around the Epic Store that I don't want to drill down into right now because it's a real quagmire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, they've been uh, very aggressively courting Epic Store exclusives and pulling things away from Steam. And people have a problem with that because the Epic Store as it exists right now like is, is not really feature complete. Uh, like it doesn't have a shopping cart. Like you can go and buy one game, but you can't. They had a sale, and so you had to go and buy each game individually. You couldn't be like, oh, I want to buy these three games that are on sale. You had to like, okay. you know, things like that. So it's like a worse version of Steam right now. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and uh, a lot of people's like game library is all kind of all all in Steam already. So it's just right. super annoying to have to have another client right. to have a bunch of stuff. Exactly. In. Okay. Yeah. And there have been a few instances where it's like. A game that was on Kickstarter and one of the Kickstarter tiers was you'll get a Steam code when it comes out and now they're saying that no, it's we're actually Epic's paid us a bunch of money so we can live, so we're gonna go on being Epic exclusive, and so that's upsetting people because they're like, I didn't want it on Epic, I wanted it on Steam, even though they are just different digital storefronts. Sure. Um But some developers are like going back on their promises kind but of the, right? but, exactly so yeah. i don't yeah i don't that's, that's why i don't want to get too deep into it but in the case it, of magic in the end result here it's just it's going to be available on the app is it okay, also sure. available on steam no no but it's oh, okay. just you no, can it, just it, download it from their website so that's, that's like the thing. you can now yes, yes. you yeah. don't i mean you don't have to get the epic launcher or whatever right, it is yeah. to get magic arena you can just download it from their website yeah also it's on the epic store yeah, yeah. okay so. so it's yeah it's a it's a it's an additional thing as I mean, opposed to an instead of thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the Epic Store is a very clear play to get a whole lot of new people's eyes yeah. on the game, right? Because anybody who is already playing Arena doesn't need to go to the Epic Store to continue to do so. Anybody who is wise enough in the ways of magic that they know that they can just go to Wizard's site and download it directly will continue to do so. But all of those kids playing Fortnite mm-hmm. are now going to open up the Epic Store every day and be greeted with Magic Arena and being like, hey, what's this? It's free to play. Download. And that's good. So. Yeah. Makes um, sense to me. Yeah. I I was thinking something and then James said Ways of Magic and now it's just Stevie Nicks up here. That's all I got. (laughs) It's only Stevie. Um, I just, I remember now. So just quickly back to the two for one wild cards thing. I don't mind paying more for Historic. I think it's going to be it's adding more value to my arena experience. It's giving me more options for how I play Magic. I already really enjoy playing Standard and Draft. I even enjoy playing Brawl this week. I don't mm-hmm. even normally play Commander, but that was fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to this new format. It's just this two-for-one wildcards announcements was a hell vault. It was Wizards giving us yeah. something ultimately good that everyone wants, but managing to package it in a way that pisses almost everyone off. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, I just want to give that to whoever's, you know, actually maybe listening to this. Do you think? Getting putting out in the ether that, like, I don't mind having to pay more, but you got to let me pay more without a feel bad. Do do, do you think that uh, 
people are overestimating how much of a pain in the ass this actually is. Possibly. I, it It's so impossible to tell before we know what the format looks like, right? Yeah. So, sure, the first season, I mean, probably if they don't come back on the announcement and turn it around, in mid-September, there's going to be a bunch of people trying to just finish their Ixalan block sets, like like right. going through and just like crafting whatever rares they think are going to necessarily be. Like definitely get all your check lands, probably yeah. finish all your sets of check lands and like, I don't know, maybe make sure you have at least two of the good Planeswalkers or something. I mean, something. certainly you would go after anything that has been playable in standard. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. I, exactly. I, I think for yeah. the first season, if you just manage to keep yeah, if you just manage to get what has been playable and standard for the last, you know, two years, then you'll probably be fine because I don't see anything breaking out in yeah. this format in particular. So mm-hmm. if you've been but playing a lot of Arena, it's like you probably already did that, yeah. right? You know, you probably yep. already have a bunch of decks. So it won't matter that much, and there's only be 20 cards the first season that you care about, right? But the, if they're all regular rare, then that's kind of a pain, right? Yeah. If they release, like, eight awesome commons and uncommons then like no one's gonna care it's like okay lightning bolts in in historic great give me eight of your wild cards you don't care about like yeah. then no one's gonna actually care That's, yeah but if it's just like a bunch of powerful rares <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, like if it's, it's just like noble hierarch and and grim lavamancer you know like then yeah it's a problem and and path to exile but it's rare haha ha. i will <laughs> i will reiterate i don't i i'm i'm not a fan of the two for one i do yeah. not like it i think it's yeah. a bad idea but i i, I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like it sounds bad but in action it's sort of like oh that's it's not as bad and like it sucks but not as bad the thing is too that we've all been really loud on you're saying the community has already been plenty loud on all of the ways that you can be loud but maybe this idea hasn't come through is just that like people do care about this format they're looking forward to playing it and so if you just let us play or pay one wild card like the normal rate for these cards, we're going to do that, and then we're going to run out of wild cards like we normally do when we run out of standard mm-hmm. decks that we ha- can build, and we are going to pay more money. Like we're going to go and buy more packs and buy more gems and stuff to get the wild cards so that we can play historic, even if we only have to pay like half as much. Yeah, right. Because we're just going to want to build historic decks as well. So I don't know. I, I think it's you know related to the thing you were saying about the you know they try the the. Uh, the, the the worst thing first yeah is i think in these modern um uh, especially like sort of card game stuff but like the economy in a game like this mm. the online economy is so uh complicated like there's so many different little knobs in terms of they that they can you know how often you get wild cards yeah what you use the wild cards for how many things you can do per day like there's so many different little knobs that you can turn on the mm-hmm. that honestly you know, we as players and they as even the people making it don't really know how yeah. bad or how good a particular thing is, is really. I agree. That's fair. That's totally <laughs> before fair. They, before they do it. And so yeah. they're like, is this bad? Yeah, maybe. Okay, it, it turned out to be really bad. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe in November we'll be like, lol, remember when I had to craft or spend eight wild cards and I was yeah. going to be all worried about it? That's, so that's, might I will be say, I guess, that that's, I, I guess that's that's my, my point. Uh, with the uh, people uh, interpreting the uh, that uh, John Lauk's tweet in its in its worst possible interpretation, which relates to what we talked about last episode, I don't believe that this. I do not have a tinfoil hat theory where I believe that this two for one announcement is actively malicious from the from Wizards or the Arena team. Like I think I think like what Paul said. I think they were like, yeah. 
to sure that makes sense let's do that and i i i don't think that they're you know like sitting atop their their pile of gems being like ha 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 now we can really gouge them to play to play historic i don't feel like it's actively malicious yes as we've said before at the end of the day they're a business and they need to their their whole thing is make money and everything that they do is in the is in the interest of making money but i don't think that they're that they're sort of like ah well I, we'll really f them with I this i mean one. i wouldn't be actually surprised if they were if they have are looking at the stats of like how many wild cards unused people have in their accounts exactly and are just like hmm this is kind of weird or this is kind of dumb but there's all these wild cards that people just aren't using yeah well, it's all Marshall's you know, fault for just like maybe having, it's taking like a, the average and like destroying it by <laughs> yeah, yeah. playing limited and just accruing supply and demand millions thing, right? of yeah. extra wild cards and vault progresses. He should use right? them so that he gets gems. It's true. Ryan should tell him these things. I, he probably already has all the cards too, oh, just yeah. from drafting them yeah. all. Probably right. Getting That's last pick point. rares and stuff. Uh, okay, it's been. We're gonna an talk about Throne of didn't, spoilers we, later. We didn't talk about Throne of Eldraine well, spoilers. We did we a little bit. We, we, sh- we, we it's true. We That's did talk true. a little bit, but we'll save it till next week when there are even more spoilers. What's your favorite of our five that we got to preview? Um, it's the land we're previewing from, right? Yeah, the, probably the, the witch's cottage. The witch's cottage, cottage I think. Yeah, you can yeah. fetch this with a bloodstained mire, and then it does something oh, you sometimes. Can. Yeah, yeah, and you have like the option of getting it early because you need the trigger, or getting it late because you need the mana. And so it doesn't really like the art. It's a land. It's a swamp. It's a very interesting card. Very. So it's a non-basic swamp. So it taps for black. E- ETB is tapped unless you control three or more other swamps. If it enters untapped. Then you get to put a creature from your graveyard on top of your library, so you can draw it next. I dig this card. Yeah, like, I think it's cool. The thing I dig the most about this card is that, like, the way it ETB is tapped or untapped is like the opposite of the normal path that you would want it to. Right? Like, yeah. typically, you want to jam more value into the late game where you have lots of resources, like at least lots of mana. You might not have lots of cards in hand anymore because you spent them. Mm. And in the early game, you really want mana. Right, you just want your lands to come into play untapped, so you can yeah. spend as much mana as you can in the first four turns. But I like that this card forces you to choose one or the other, and it's fetchable, so you can put it in a deck that isn't just entirely reliant on swamps to cast spells. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just it's just cool design. Yeah. So I, I just I was gonna say the Merfolk too. I was, yeah. gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say I just want the wish I, I want the wishful Merfolk. I want other Merfolk to like take take her aside and be like you can just attack people as a Murph. You don't have to go on <laughs> land to kill people. You can just do it from the water. Yeah, We've been doing it for sea. a long time. The, the wishful <laughs> Merfolk, by the way, it's one in a blue for a 3-2 defender Merfolk. And for one in a blue, wishful Merfolk loses defender and becomes a human until end of turn. That's a, just a very clean design of the, the tale of the Little Mermaid. But I love this card because of the flavor text, which is she yearned to walk on dry land so she might take her vengeance there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okie dokie. That is going to do it for this episode of Tap Tap Concede. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already, please. And thank you. Ring uh, that bell. Yeah. Click on the bell. Do all the dance. That whole that rigmarole. Like, share, and subscribe. All those things. Um, like, comment, and subscribe. Or share. Share. Com- like, and share, and comment, and subscribe. And Ring uh, that bell. say something nice to someone that you care about. Until next time, uh, we're brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. 
And of course, everything that we do is brought to you directly by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Uh, I'm Graham. I'm James. I'm Nelson. And Paul's on tech and Heather puts these online and we will talk to you next time. Bye. 